Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coach, you, you waited six months like the players have to get to tomorrow. You're finally here. It's exciting to get the process going. Uh, and you can't, you know, just like I said, when camp opens, you can't replicate, you know, training camp, you can't replicate a regular season. And... Uh, guys have, have had a lot of pent-up energy and excitement and adrenaline uh, for the opener, and it's a whole different animal in itself. Uh, but to get in a rhythm now, to finally get the season you know, started and, and get back to a rhythm is something that uh, is exciting, um, even beyond tomorrow's game. The fact that now you're working with a group and you have an actual regular season game to cut video in and go go to work and, and, and practice and scheme and everything else for the next game and the next game and the next game. And, um, you know, that journey that, uh, you know, the challenges you can guess and you guess all summer what they'll be. Um, and and you're ready for so many different scenarios, but it, until you go head-to-head and, and evaluate your team in the moment of a regular season game, um, you know, then then it's the read and react, and that's the fun part uh, for me and for our coaching staff. Don, when it comes to you know Peyton Krebs, you know took so many steps when it comes to the defensive side of the game. Do you really anticipate more offense from that trio now that Peyton's taken that next step? And I know that Kyle and Zemgis have both mentioned that they want to produce more offensively, um, even despite the fact they were one of the best defensive lines in the NHL last year. Yes, they 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 all have greater offensive capability and uh, it's not doing much different than they did last season other than recognizing you're going to score goals different than a, than another line. You're going to score them in a different way. You force turnovers in a different way. They force more turnovers than, uh, th- than most lines and now it's recognizing that you're doing that and, and you know sometimes you get in those situations you're, you're on a fourth line or, or bottom six roll and you create a scoring chance for yourself, but as you're following through on your shot, you're thinking about back check, and you miss the net. Or yeah, you know. So uh, it's it's a little bit of a tweak of a mentality, and they, you know, we believe they could score more. It's nice to hear you tell me that they now believe they can score more, and that is not with any compromise on what they do. They just created chances last year they didn't capitalize on, and. Uh, we've we've uh, talked about targeting and, and doing that. So we'll see how it goes, and, and uh, I'm very confident they're capable of more offensively without giving up 
anything defensively. Do you have a, a goalie plan in terms of wanting maybe to get them each a game and really rolling or anything like that? No, no real plan. I mean, we have scenarios in our head that, you know, this could be the scenario, that could be the scenario. But as far as a plan, you, you, you know, everybody will tell you you have a plan. You don't have information. So you can have a 500-page manual on what you want to do, but you got to read and react to where you are in game one and, and uh, what, what the setting is for, for the next game and, and things. So, you know, for us, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we were ready for different scenarios, of course, but as far as planning out uh, game two, game three, game four, game five, no. We don't have, we have not, uh, we will not commit to something like that uh, because we're, you know, there's too many information, too much information you have to take in. There's so much outside your locker room, so much chatter. The Sabres will be better this year. The Sabres will be a playoff team this year. If Devin Levi picks them up in the net, that's a lot to put on a guy who's played seven games, no matter how good he's looked. But what can your team do defensively? As much as he's going to help you, how are you? Bring greater attention and focus to defensive details. You, we, and, we, and we saw this. You guys in the room know there were certain games and nights and situations where we turned a complete focus to defending better, and we did that. We, we resolved that issue. But as a, you know, in the past, when you would, would, would talk, and I would talk about in the past about some youth, you you turn a focus to that, and then you lose a focus on something else because you just don't have experience. It's not it's not a habit yet. It's not ingrained yet, and that takes time. That's that's the time we've. So we will have, uh, you know, behind the scenes, greater focus on defensive aspects. Not that we're going to turn into a defensive team, but we can clean up things just by focusing better and concentrating better. Uh, where you know you only have so many hit points with these guys before it's exhaustion. You play an 82 game, so you can't throw everything in front of your team that you want to fix. You want to fix 15 things. You can't throw 15 things in front of your team. And so, so the the, the hope is some of the things that we became really good at over the last couple of years, we don't have to bring in front of the team. Now we have the room to bring other things to their attention. And we won't lose the things they've become really good at that's been a habit. Uh, and a lot of those things are, are the skill and offensive components uh, that we wanted to build. So I think for us, you know, we're, we're, are, we're focusing on different things. And one of them should help the goaltenders, if that makes sense. You talked so much over the last few years about earning, earning the fans you know, back. And uh, to have a packed uh, house, how much, how rewarding will that be for our guys, I, our guys love uh, the energy in this building when this building is going, and you feel it on the bench. You feel that the players feel it. So you see that the players feel it. You see that, you know, my job's a lot easier when the building's full. It, it just is. I mean, um, you know, when there's energy in that building. Um, and Sabre fans are very unique in, in that regard. I've been all all 32 buildings as a scout, as a coach on different teams. This building is unique. Um, it has its own identity. And when it gets going, uh, I've mentioned before as a scout, I, I, this was the only building out of 31 or 30 at the time 
that I didn't leave until the final buzzer. Every scout leaves with two, three minutes left to get out of the parking lot. This is the only NHL building I stayed till the end because of the building and the fans and the noise and the chaos. And that you you, you can't replicate that. Um, and that is an energy boost to any, you know, in our case, our players. It's a great advantage for me as a coach when that happens and the, our players feed right off it. Did you have any chance to watch part of Connor Bedard's debut last night? I did. I watched quite a bit of, of Connor Bedard's. And, well, and I thought... I thought uh, Chicago played very well, fearless, uh, and just relentless. Uh, because of that, there was no hesitation, and, and Connor, um, I thought, was very impressive in his debut. Very talented, very talented player. What's your sense of, um, after having seen training camp and some preseason games, just the comfort level that Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson have in your system? Yeah, I mean, it's still... I think both those players, Clifton and and Eric Johnson, uh, are much more comfortable, but they still haven't had regular season games and situations and scenarios. They've had lot. They've had pretty much every scenario in practice, but it's different when you get in the game. You know, there's moments you may second guess yourself and that hesitation. And so, I think they just need game reps to to, to kind of rid any potential hesitation. Not saying they'll have any, but it would be natural for you to have it. Uh, be, they're both guys that care um, so much that they don't want to make mistakes. Um, so, but I love where they're at. Uh, they've they've engaged with a level of intensity that's rubbed off on their peers. Um, you know, they bring it today on the penalty kill. They did not give the power play uh, very limited time and space. And you know, when when Eric Johnson's running at you and you're a power play guy, uh, you're probably not complaining that the power play is going against you too hard. Uh, which sometimes happens in, the, in in an NHL practice. The power play guys think, well, you know, easy on us here. You know, it's our, it's a practice, and you know that's not the case with either of those two, and, and that's welcomed. Go ahead, Bill. You overrid uh, Jordan. You were louder. You were louder, Bill. Having been around Devin now for about a month, and then going back to last season and just all your interactions with him, what tells you that he's ready? Well, he adaptability, traits of adaptability and traits of consistency, which would be skill, work habits, uh, adaptability. He's always looking for how am I going to get better. So every situation that happens to him, even if it's adverse, he's like, this is great. I, I, so I, can, I can fix that because he's intelligent, he's athletic, and it's, it's a way to be better now. If I fix that, I'm even better. So it's a, it's a whole attitude combined with uh, you know, an appetite, um, and high skill, obviously high skill, where none of those would matter. If you're not good enough, you, you know, those traits are intangible. Traits are great, but you got to be good enough. And you know, he's a talented goaltender. Matthias, the other day, go back to the penalty kill. You mentioned uh, kind of described a situation where Eric was almost helping Marty tell guys you know, where, you, where to be on the penalty kill. Is that something you've seen, like his experience, kind of translating that way, uh, maybe on the penalty kill, but in general? Yes, and. You know, we've had so so Eric Johnson helping out on the penalty kill. This is you ha, you got a guy that's been in Colorado that went through ups and downs in Colorado, lots of downs actually, lots of downtime in Colorado before they got it going, and they win a cup. And so he he's a guy that remembers details about the downtimes, about the doubt, about the misery, about you know failures, um, and and uh, very in tune with that. It's a big part of it was the bonus we wanted to get a 
very good defenseman in here uh, in, a, in that slot. And the bonus is what I just said. He has all of that, and it's relevant to our situation now. So much like I rely on Kyle Poso and I relied on Craig Anderson last year, uh, we will rely a lot on uh, Eric Johnson uh, from the coaching side of things and helping us convey messages and even even listening to him. And, and the, I wasn't in Colorado for, for 10 years or whatever it was. He was. So there's valuable information for us as coaches that uh, that's right there for us as well. Yeah, the difficult or challenge we have is ridding ourselves of n- negative and worry and concern from last season when it was, you know, less than what we wanted. Um, but you know, for us, it's it's yeah, it's you know, power plays. There's a lot of standard movement in power plays, and then you add different skills. So if you have Connor McDavid in that position with the same movement it's different than the next guy maybe <laughs> but but there are patterns you pick up and patterns to coverage so you work on that and then as you go into pre-scout you're tweaking it maybe we can be more aggressive against this player than the player in that slot yesterday uh, or maybe you have to respect them differently so you're talking about those scenarios as potential uh, now and then when you can get into the game after game it's actual uh, but for us our, our, our biggest challenge and I put it in front of our team, was if you don't have the mentality and the psychological component, and, it, and, and I mentioned it to this room last year, when you fall behind in a power play, you, you start identifying with how, how, how you can get scored on instead of how you can kill it. And that compounds problems. And I felt that was a real challenge for us last year. It's hard to get out of that when you're, when you're in it. Um, one, you know, the mentality you have to get right. And one thing I did present to the players and the team was our penalty kill percentage on the season last year was 73%, 73 point something. And nobody likes it. Nobody in this room could say they likes it like that. Very simple. You don't like it. The two teams that went to the Stanley Cup final last year, Florida and Vegas, their penalty kill in the playoffs to get to the finals was 70% for one of them and 71% for the other. And Vegas won a cup. Both penalty kills were worse than ours in the regular season. So we sit here in the regular season and say, that's going to kill us. It's never going to make it. We're never going to make a playoffs. We can never win with that. And you had two teams in the finals whose numbers were worse than ours last year. So getting the mentality right is really important. Neither of those two teams, even though their penalty kill was poor, ever thought that was going to lose in the game. They find other ways to win. And so for us on the penalty kill, uh, we and we'll spend more time and more focus on it until we get those numbers better or right or where we want. Uh, I think the acquisition of Eric Johnson and personnel changes and Connor Clifton um, and a little bit more depth there will help significantly. And I think there's a lot of other things that'll help, but you know that's an initiative we can now move on. Uh, you know because we we have other initiatives that we don't have to move on as much anymore. In regards to mentality, do you feel? Yes, I do. I, I, you know, that doesn't mean it can happen right out of the gate. But, um, you know, whatever happens in the first 10, 10, 15 games, I've said it, it takes 10 to 15 to 20 games, really, for, for anybody in this league. I mean, the hockey, hockey the first 10 games in the NHL is, is an absolute scramble compared to hockey after game 20. It is. You know, and I said, you know, to, 
you know, the, the identity of teams really don't have, doesn't come until, until you know, mid-November. And then you start seeing the identity of each team. And it's, it's a build from that point. It's, it's, okay, take from this game, and these teams made these three mistakes, and the co- every coach in the league shows the video of that, and they kind of fix those. And the next game, there's three other different kind of mistakes, and then, then they fix that. And then, you know, by 10, 11, 12 games through, you finally have that extra adrenaline out of the player systems because they're in a rhythm. It's not like they waited for five months for it. Now they're in a rhythm, and they can pay attention a little bit more and, and gradually add. So it's a build, and uh, I think we have to deal with our anxiety with respect to success at home. I thought we just pressed. As soon as we one bad situation happened at home, we wanted to resolve it uh, immediately. And when you do that, you try to impose your will on a game, you become more vulnerable. And we, we paid the price for those attempts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 